time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Re-Engineering Your Finances, the podcast that helps you learn a little bit more about the financial world and how you might fit into it and thrive through it as well. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Charles Weldy, founder at CP Weldy Group, serving you throughout Delaware and uh, the Chester County area. So you can find him in his office in Chad's Ford, PA on Route 52 and online at cpweldygroup.com. Charles, great to be with you once again. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Walter. How about yourself? Doing great. And uh, I know we've got a great show today. Are are you a uh, literary person, Charles? Do you like to read a lot? I do like to read a lot. Uh, A lot of like, uh, not a lot of fiction, you know, just a lot of... uh, Okay, you like nonfiction? Absolutely. Okay. I just, uh, I've I've always been more of a fiction fan, but I'm trying to force myself to get into nonfiction. And so I kind of bought my, I mean, obviously I've read nonfiction books through like school, but for the first time in many years, I bought my first nonfiction book. And I'm also going to try it on Audible, like the audio, an audio book instead of like the physical reading, try and listen to it while I'm like working in the yard and put the headphones on that kind of thing. And I bought a biography on uh, Teddy Roosevelt. So I figured he'd be a pretty good first, like, because I've heard he's had a very adventurous life and one of the more interesting presidents we've had. So my first nonfiction foray in a while. Looking forward to it. Any good recommendations, book recommendations to start us out this week? Um... One of your favorite nonfictions? Yeah, well, there's a book by Nick Murray called Simple Wealth, Inevitable Wealth. And I think just about any investor should read it. It's timeless. And it doesn't matter how young or how old you are. The principles are pretty, you know, straightforward. You know, that's one of them. Trying to think of any other ones that stand out. Yeah, that's the only one on top of my head today. You know, it's been a long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I put you on the spot. It's all right. Don't worry. That, you, ha- you came up with one. That's better. I was watching a video the other day. People were showing a, a map of the world, and they were asked, name any country, any country at all on the entire world, and people were just stumped. And I don't think it's that people in the U.S. or in the world are just that dumb. I think when people get put on the spot, sometimes you just struggle for an answer, you know, but it sure makes people look bad when that happens. So, <laughs> hey, you were able to come up with one, so you, you beat those other folks. That's great. Well, on today's show, we're going to take uh, some notes from the pages of Mark Twain and uh, his writings, and we're going to see what Mark Twain can teach us about money. And we're going to explore some of his most famous quotes, some of them directly having to do with money, others maybe not so much, but I think there's an easy lesson that we can pull from his wisdom. So got a couple of good quotes to throw at you this week, Charles. You let us know where you see the wisdom within. Uh, This one seems applicable for this year, for sure. Mark Twain once said, apparently there is nothing that cannot happen today. (laughs) How does that hit you right now? Well, um, you know, with this pandemic, nobody saw this coming, but uh, for the most part, um, there's, uh, I I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, Simple Wealth and Ebitable Wealth by Nick Murray. He has a saying that the only history that, you know, you don't know is the history that you haven't read. So what's new now has been, you know, occurred sometime in the past. So uh, we all have to be history buffs. And, you know, even today with uh, the way the world is with uh, the pandemic and the uncertainty, there's a concept called lifeboat drills. And what that is, Walter, is uh, you take your current portfolio and you go back and you say, hey, in 0809, you know, when things uh, looked like it was the end of the world, what would my portfolio have done? And uh, that's something that for the most part, all investors should do is they should see how their portfolio performs, not just in good times, but in uncertain times. You know, one of the concepts we talk about a lot in our practice is the money cycle. 
where uh, people, you know, generally go from accumulation when they retire to distribution and they forget the, you know, the most important piece, which is the biggest mistake I find most investors make. They fail to set up a preservation piece for the portion of their money. And if people did that, regardless of whether markets are up, down, sideways, the pandemic lasted like a half a year or two years, they would be okay because they would have that preservation piece to get them through the tough times. You know, plan for the worst and expect the best. And I think, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be okay. Well, it's, uh, I think it's a good one to remember um, in any year, but especially in 2020, there's nothing that cannot happen today. Very, very true statement for sure. Uh, now, this uh, twist, uh, this quote was a twist from Mark Twain. Uh, you know, we usually have heard the term or the phrase, you know, money is the root of all evil. But Mark Twain actually went the opposite direction and said the lack of money is the root of all evil. Why, why did he do that? And how does that ring true in retirement, you think? Well, a lot of times in retirement, people will concentrate on their assets and not really realize, um, you know, what kind of income those assets can generate. So uh, let's take a a pretty basic example. Let's say if someone had a need for $30,000 a year over and above their Social Security and their pension, if they were fortunate enough to have a pension. So they need $30,000 a year. Well, one way to go about it would be to take a million dollars at 3%, put it in a bond, a safe bond and get your $30,000 a year of income. But the problem with that, Walter, is that you're holding a million dollars hostage to generate $30,000 a year. Perhaps a better solution might be to split that million dollars in half, and really depending on your age, maybe you could put $500,000 into a lifetime annuity that could provide you with maybe a 6% distribution, 6% of 500,000 is 30 grand, and now you have an extra 500000 maybe to invest for growth. So, um, you know, the point I want to make is that a lot of times we focus on the assets and then we try to like generate some income from the assets. And, you know, we might not be prudent enough to look at maybe the available options that are there to maybe minimize what we're going to hold hostage to generate income and maybe free up maybe a portion of that to grow. Uh, does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. I think the, uh, you know, the lack of money is is maybe just as much the root of all evil as money is. <laughs> maybe the two are equal. Too much of it, too little of it, uh, certainly not a good thing, um, as we have seen in a lot of different ways in life. Uh, suppose you were an idiot, is how Mark Twain's next quote starts <laughs> off, which is just a lovely way to begin. Uh, suppose you were an idiot, and suppose you were a member of Congress, but I repeat myself. <laughs> little uh little little uh, on the nose criticism there of elected officials yeah well i guess like you know when i like hear that suppose you were an idiot and suppose you were a member of congress but i repeat myself uh i just think the way i mean we're talking what it's june of 2020 right 2020 I don't know what's going on in our country. I don't want to get political on this podcast. But the reality of it is, is I have a big concern about uh, the future of our income taxes. Uh, I see that they're printing money left and right to stimulate the economy. A lot of people are out of work. You know, there's a, I don't know if it threats the right word, but there's a concern that, you know, maybe we'll, you know, lean more towards socialism than, you know, being, uh, you know, the republic that our forefathers, you know, created for us. So, uh, you know, with this, uh, I, I guess uh, what I would say to our listeners is, look, there's not that much you could control, you know, with Congress and, you know, what's going on in our country today. But 
One of the things that I think we can control is our tax bill. And as we look at retirement and, you know, look at what monies might be available for spending, I think people really have to, you know, uh, take the bull by the horns and say, hey, you know, what's the cost of tax deferral? And maybe it's a, a potential solution to maybe prepay these taxes at historically low rates today, because the way that you know, money's being printed and, you know, things are being allocated, it just seems like in the future, it's just going to be unbelievably expensive to retire with a big tax burden on our retirement accounts. I mean, I don't know other, any other way to say it, but, um, you know, we can control our taxes and very little else of what Congress is doing or will do. We're talking about some of these Mark Twain quotes and what they can teach us about money. Some good ones so far. Here's another one. Good, uh, good quote for you here, Charles. October is one of the particularly dangerous months for speculating in stocks. The others are July, January, September, April, November, May, March, June, December, August, and February. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with people speculating as long as it's a small portion of their portfolio. I mean, there's a saying that when you speculate, you can make a killing or you can get killed. And again, you know, I know that we're all human and we like to pick stocks and do this and do that. So for the clients that I had that want to do some speculating, I don't mind them taking five, 10% of their portfolio. Hey, get it off the table, do whatever you want to do with it. Let me take care of the serious money. But, you know, speculation has its upside and downside. And, you know, for the most part, I think, um, you know, a well-diversified, you know, short and long-term portfolio invested for growth and income is probably going to, you know, give you the solution you need as opposed to just trying to find the next best hot stock or, you know, next you know, saying that someone's saying like, hey, invest X amount of dollars in this or that, you know, uh, I'm not a big stock picker and never will be. Yeah, we know that from uh, many of your shows, Charles, that anytime that word speculation comes into play, uh, we're not talking about, you know, very good money principles and uh, that there's no month of the year that's a good time to be speculating in stocks. An easy takeaway from Mark Twain on that one. Interesting here uh, to look at this next one, Charles, how unfortunate a thing it is for a man to have wealth and for him to make a god of it instead of a servant. What's your mentality from hearing that quote? Well, I mean, as a financial planner, like one of the things that I always ask myself when I'm working on people's plans is how much is enough? I mean, and I think a lot of people don't really know the answer to that. How much, you know, is enough? And uh, some people, they have more than enough. Other people don't quite have enough. And uh, one of the things that we do is, you know, we just generate an income gap analysis to see what their income shortage is. I mean, I could go through a formula. I won't at the present time, but you know, by and large, what I find is that maybe half of the people that I meet have already made it financially, and they're not going to run out of money if it's located in the proper, you know, places, and they could actually take less risk than they're currently taking when, you know, before they met me. Other people are not taking enough risk, and you know, they're not going to accumulate what they need to accumulate. So um, the key is like, you know, we shouldn't invest to get to a certain figure and then, hey, we won the game and let's retire. Uh, really, you just need to know what kind of income do I need to create, you know, over maybe a 20, 25 years? And what's my income gap now? And what do I have to do in order to invest it uh, prudently over the next 20, 25 years so that uh, I run out of air before I run out of money? So, you know, I would just say uh, the money's there to spend. And 
as a planner, hopefully I can, you know, zero in to my clients what they need in order to sustain a rising income over 20, 25 years, 30 years of retirement. And they can enjoy the fruits of their labor as opposed to worrying about uh, what their account balance is and that type of thing. So hopefully that, um, that provides some insight. That's very cool, Charles. I think that's uh, a lot of good food for thought there as well. All right, last but not least, you know, we would bring it back around to this direction. But the secret to getting ahead, Mark Twain once said, is getting started. And I think that's a pretty easy financial parallel to make there. Yeah, I mean, the first step's always the hardest in anything. I mean, you know, here it is, what, uh, mid-June. I haven't exercised in, what, like 120 days. Uh, (laughs) The joke around our house is... uh, Hey, hon, I'd love to go to the gym today, but it's closed. Uh, That's right. So really the hardest part is getting started. And um, I would just you know, try to literally uh, encourage people who are listening to this podcast that, hey, you know, um, chances are you do have investments, you do have a portfolio, you do have some concerns, you do have some goals. Let's actually sit down and maybe like uh, have a conversation about how to organize that into maybe a, you know, a, a 10, 12 page document that would serve as a springboard for you to realize that maybe you're further along than you think you are, or maybe, you know what, you're a little bit behind. But the first step is always the hardest. And I would just encourage people to, uh, you know, pick up the phone or, you know, give us a call or shoot us an email and, uh, you know, inquire about our services in in relationship to financial plans, because the people that have them, when things go bad, when things are great, they're pretty much on the same even keel because they have an anchor that they can follow regardless of whether markets are up, down, or sideways. And, you know, uh, I just think it's really the first step. And uh, like I say, the first step's always the hardest, but once you take it, I don't think you'll ever regret it. Well, if anybody needs some help getting started, Charles, and they need somebody to help them walk down that path, what's that look like with you and your team? Can you kind of take us behind the scenes a little bit? If if somebody were to call today and get in touch, kind of what that would look like? Yeah, I mean, basically they would call and, you know, we'd set up maybe a, you know, 10, 20 minute right fit phone call where I would ask them what their concerns are, maybe answer some of their questions and see if they're, you know, a candidate to get a plan done. I mean, obviously, uh, if you're in the accumulation phase and you might not have that much in assets, it might not be prudent to get a, you know, a date specific, dollar specific plan. But most people that are five, 10 years from retirement or already retired could benefit from a plan. And, uh, Basically, it's really a three-step process. Uh, after the right fit phone call, if we decide to move forward together, we have a, a meeting where uh, I'll ask questions and try to get connected as best I can and put myself in you know my client's position. I purely put on the agnostic hat where you know what would I do if I were them? What are the advantages? What are the disadvantages? They come back uh, for meeting number two. We kind of co-create a bucket plan. How much money do you need now? How much will you need, you know, in the next five to 10 years? And what do you not need for 10 years plus that we can earmark towards growth? And uh, that's actually co-designed by both me and the client. And then meeting number three is the delivery plan where we go through from soup to nuts, you know, what are the advanced disadvantages of each and every recommendation that I would make? And for some people, and I would say probably more than half, there's a big focus on income tax planning. You know, what are the income tax ramifications of continue to doing what you're doing? or maybe implementing some of the recommendations that I might make. So the bottom line is um, I always believe the plan is the product. Uh, If people can earmark, say, 90 minutes for the first appointment, an hour for the second, and 90 minutes for the third 
appointment, which is a delivery appointment, what are we talking about? Four hours of their life and uh, they could actually have everything, you know, right in front of them, advantages and disadvantages of what they're doing and what they could be doing. Well, if you want to get in touch with Charles and talk a little bit about your situation and some of the moves and changes that you might want to make going forward so that you can abide by, you know, some of these great quotes from Mark Twain, some of the good lessons that come out of that. You know, we didn't talk in specifics today about necessarily like, you know, little tiny financial details, but I think some bigger picture ideas, some mentalities to kind of keep in mind. Uh, If you want to work with somebody who embodies these kinds of things, you can talk to Charles about that. He's the founder of CP Weldy Group, and you can reach him by calling. 610-388-7705. That's 610-388-7705. And always online at cpweldygroup.com. That's cpweldygroup.com. And uh, you can get in touch with us through the website. And we'll put contact info and the resources that you need in the description of today's show. So just check out the show notes or description section of the show today, and you'll find out the uh, ways to get in touch with Charles there. Charles, thanks so much for being with us, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next time. Thank you, Walter. All right, we appreciate it. That's Charles Weldy. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.